0: Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we are taking you back to a simpler time. Back when things were easy. We're talking about Captain America The First Avenger back in 2011. All that for this that we have no control over. I have no idea what that means.
1: I don't know.
2: welcome to the marvel cinematic
0: universe podcast my name is matthew carroll
1: and i am jeff randall and i'm ashley coffin
0: now you got to put the weird emphasis on it, ashley Come i on. was like
1: confused. we talked about I... this i'm ashley coffin
0: <laughs> <laughs> who put the question mark on the teleprompter
2: <laughs> speaking of weird intonations one of the things i love about this movie just to get right into it because everything's gonna remind me of this movie for the next four days um yep. is the weird inflection the germans the germans have when they speak english like they put the like sort of german uh like lilt or whatever like i don't know what you would call it when in german just the 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 sort of Melodic tone of German on top of the English language. I love it so much, and I don't even know if it's right. Like I have no idea if they're doing it correctly, but like it just makes me feel. It just gives this movie the signature thing, where like Arnum Zola, um, like when he says one of the lines, when he says, "Um, "Why do you? uh, He's. It doesn't matter if he's mad because he can do it. Like it's like it's so weird."
1: Yeah, Stanley Tucci bringing it home too.
0: <laughs> Yo, oh, Stanley yeah, Stanley
1: Tucci's so good. All <laughs> these non-German
0: movie. actors with their German accents making it just a fantastic film. So yeah. good, and I'm it's
2: sure so it's good. like I'm sure there's German people. Please, uh, ger- our German listeners, write in and tell us how inaccurate it is. But like, I love it. I love it so much. It's just weird and cool, and I just love it so much.
0: <sighs> <laughs> Speaking on accents, I love Hugo Weaving's just ridiculous in mm-hmm. this movie like there's no other word for it he just he went ham and devoured the scenery like there were no set pieces left because he was chewing on all of them
1: <laughs> with those big old teeth
0: oh my god it was ridiculous
1: he makes every movie better i think
2: yep, yep. <laughs> absolutely 100%.
1: I remember not loving this the first time I saw it. And I can't remember why. But I also remember a lot of people saying it took him a second. And I think it's funny to think back to how many people didn't want Chris Evans to be Captain mm-hmm. America. Because we really had kind of a little bit of a bad taste in our mouth with the Fantastic Four movies. Yeah. And he yeah, was already it's funny human to George. think back to it. Yeah. And if you think back, you're like, oh, wait, this has always kind of happened. Everybody's mm-hmm. always complained about everything. And then we watched it and we were like, oh, shit yeah he is captain america <laughs> he is
0: an actor he can do other things than the characters he's already done crazy right crazy. it's so funny
2: when i hear about things like that because uh, before we started this podcast i was not a big internet like following the discourse of whatever character is like cast and whatever and like I just had no idea. I just watched the movies, and and I still am kind of that way. Um, I obviously, but because of this podcast and because of the network and because of multiverse news, I hear a lot more these days. But like about what what are people thinking of Pedro for you know Reed Richards? But so so it's so funny that we would still hear you guys talk about like those 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 internet uh, uproars before I knew what was going on
0: in the world. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what well, you didn't hear about the possibility of Triple H being Thor? Yeah, before it came God, out, do you remember that? Do you remember that? No, remember that? no. the internet so was all people. over. Triple H was on the short list, and I was like,
1: "No, it's his." It was just because of his hair and his build.
0: Yep, mm. his hair and his build—that was the only thing. I'm like, he
1: can't act.
0: And like, no. I wanted Alexander Skarsgård.
1: I did as well. I did as well. But then
0: after his stint in True Blood, when we saw him, like, uh, Eric jacked, Northen. you know. Let me tell you Mm-mm. something though,
1: then Chris Hemsworth came out of nowhere. Came and was out of like, nowhere. Oh, okay. You can
0: stay. <laughs> you can
1: definitely stay.
0: Oh, and then Chris Evans surprised the hell out of all of us. Because yeah. we were like, You yes. can't be anything more than goofy Johnny Storm. Oh my like, god,
1: well, he was whip cream from another not another oh, yeah. movie. That's he's like, You want a banana split? And that was all I could think of him was him walking out of there with that banana stuck up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that guy's going to be Captain America?
0: That guy is Captain America.
2: <laughs> uh, we we kind of burst right into it. But what were you saying? You said this move back when things were easy, Jeff? Like Back what did when you mean? things
0: were simpler.
2: Simpler, okay. There, there was no such that.
0: thing as a sacred timeline. Yeah. It was just uh, the yeah. MCU. And we had no idea what we were in for yeah there was no such thing as this this world,
2: this expansive universe that is this movie uh this this movie was just now starting out, and it's such a cool one because it does this great thing. Uh, where it does the great s- solo movie kickoff, but it's already so interconnected with the other movies. Um, right, th- Thor, uh, Thor. You know, Thor just came out at this point, and we're watching them like have the Yggdrasil tree, have the Tesseract in it, and talk about how it's the cr- uh, the crown jewel of Odin's throne room. Uh, and then you've got Howard Stark in this movie using tech that is when he when he has his bike and he's like going through the German countryside and using his like little. Um, whatever he used the flamethrower at one point and i was like that is almost the same it's like sound effect and like fire effect that tony uses when he sprays the fire flamethrower uh in the yep. first iron man like these little connections because i'm sure howard built that bike for him you know
1: yeah
0: probably i mean it had all kinds of of add-ons and attachments and like the 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 rope that like yeah. connected to two trees and took out people in a real like I don't know how to say it other than, like, that's a weird James Bond kind of crap. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the gadgetry and whatnot. Like, it, he just happened to, to luck out and it catched two trees, like, immediately. Mm-hmm. And, like, sunk <laughs> into them. Like, the, the odds of that happening are, are surprisingly low. Yeah. <laughs> like, shockingly low. But it happens every time. And this movie just has, like,
2: so many people... In, like, involved that are so responsible for it. Like, obviously, we talked about Chris Evans, but also uh, Haley Atwell is just mm-hmm. killing it. But then behind... Oh, oh Tommy Lee Jones. Like, I oh, under, so I good. underestimate how good he is. And then I rewatched this movie. Like, he is not the go-to choice. Making a superhero movie these days and you want a comedy relief character, you do not go with, like, a seasoned actor like Tommy Lee Jones. You
0: know what I mean? Yep. Like... <sighs> That's the thing is like he's especially like in in you know you remember back to m i b he mm-hmm. was the straight guy yeah and and he was sort of the straight man this time, but like he had such quip and and vigor and character. So many good lines. He's
1: perfect, Sergeant. He's got the voice for it. He's got the attitude. I love him, Colonel
0: Freaking Phillips. And like (laughs) the the way that he's like, when you brought a ninety pound asthmatic onto my army base, like you know he's he's being super serious, but you're like, Tommy, you're so silly.
1: He's still skinny.
0: Well, he tosses it, the grenade, and he's like... He's still skinny. He's still skinny. Also, <laughs> he's making me cry when he's working out. Yeah. Like, I just... <laughs> yeah. So much. Well, he's this, making me cry. Something that I... It's not like
2: I never noticed this before, but like... It, it's, it's interesting. We're doing this rewatch, you know, 15 years later, and it's like how these movies feel different. And one of the things I always thought about Captain America was he's just the good guy, you know, he's the good guy. Right. Like the only thing I thought about when I think about Captain America in this movie is him jumping on the grenade and him standing in that, uh, standing up to the bully. Like that's who he is. But Mm -hmm. the other side of that coin of who he is, is someone looking to prove himself and feeling like the world doesn't respect him and feeling like he wants to be the kind of man that his father was. And the kind of person that his mother was, they both died in this war. Like he has all this stuff to prove. And in many respects, uh, Tommy Lee Jones' character is the person he has to prove all that to at multiple points. He sort of has to keep proving himself to Tommy Lee Jones as like the naysayer of the movie and just yeah. keeps like making fun of him. And there's such a great moment when he's finally convinced. He brings in all those guys from the prison. He saves this entire squadron. I'm getting choked up thinking about it because I'm gonna do that this entire podcast. But uh <laughs> he gets he get, he brings in all these people into the camp and uh Tommy Lee Jones looks at Haley Atwell and goes, faith huh faith. like like faith, huh? <laughs> like it's like something he'd never he'd never considered to have faith in a person before it's such a beautiful delivery of that line faith huh
1: well i mean <laughs>
0: like right then he had he had just had a conversation with her that like you know we lost our you know our one super soldier because you had a crush yeah being a real like, curmudgeon. yeah mm-hmm. and she was like no i had faith and then like he calls he calls back to that like almost immediately with yeah. faith huh but then, like he, he was also like you see him change. You see the the turn where, like Steve says, "I'd like to, uh, I'd like to submit myself for uh, disciplinary action," and he's just like, "That won't be necessary." Not, today. Not today. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And if that we 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 talked about that recently it was something. Man, I'm blanking. I don't even remember what what movie we were talking about where someone doesn't get prosecuted for what they do. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, pretty much all of the MCU. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, something happens and they go, "Eh, for political reasons, we're not going to prosecute you. I can't... Something we watched recently. Lord. um, My brain. But um, (laughs) anyway, uh, in this, like, I liked... One of the things we talked about on that episode when we were talking was, like, it's the heroic thing to step in and say, like, like... Yeah, I did the thing. I did the wrong thing. Like, I broke the rules, but I am here to submit myself for punishment. You know what I mean? And that's just yeah. the heroic thing, and Cap always freaking does the heroic thing. Um, but I found it really interesting that he also has that other side to him, the guy trying to prove himself. And I don't mm-hmm. know how that... I don't know that that continues to affect his character after this movie. I'm trying to really, like... I'm lo- I'm looking forward to seeing in his character in the next movies if he has that sort of, like after this movie it's more about him trying to decide which master to serve Mm -hmm. you know with like the hydra reveal and everything else but like um yeah i I found that an interesting wrinkle in his character that they put a lot of focus on in the first movie but i don't know that it really ever comes back as like him feeling um not good enough or whatever or like yeah because he he is captain america after all (laughs) yeah
1: it's like one (laughs) of the first things bucky says to him like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, yeah, and that's why I really like this one because I think it is a perfect origin story movie because we do sit for a minute with him as Steve Rogers. Like, it does take yes. a, a while for him to actually become Captain America mm. we actually yeah, before actually get gets like hang actually out, actually
0: gets taller.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> well, and that's something that I could not watch this movie without thinking about the conversations we've been having around the Marvels and how it kind of refuses to have a quiet moment as much as I, I still enjoy the Marvels. Like mm-hmm. it, it and and this doesn't just the marvels problem it's it's the Ragnarok problem uh it's sort of like movies that I enjoy, but they refuse to have a quiet moment, mm-hmm. and like this one had quiet moments like like oh t- yeah, in spades, I mean like the whole first half of the movie is really slow and i and i I wonder if Marvel's in a in a tough spot because they want to keep modern audiences, and this feels like a throwback. this feels like um you know an old movie even though it's not that old um it yeah. feels older than it is because they got Joe Johnston to direct it and it feels like a lot of his older stuff and mm-hmm. it was a period piece exactly mm-hmm. so, like, yeah felt even older yeah they shot it like a period piece too it's yeah. funny
1: that the movie takes this turn and slows down a bit even like right before the third act when he joins the uh, warbond traveling musical mm-hmm. because then it stops and you do like this whole musical number and it kind of gets you caught up but they do have a lot of weird like Musical number, like includes Tons. are like what you're yeah, going on. I'm like, God, this movie's long. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was
0: it was slow at the beginning, but then it was just like montage, 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 montage. montage. Right. montage. Exactly. Montage. Once he is cap, it's montage after montage. Yeah, it's montage after montage. And I remember when like when it first came out, that was like one of the main things people didn't like about the movie is because they were like it's just montages. I'm like, "Do you really <laughs> want to go through like him going like you want the whole movie to be about him on USO tours mm-hmm. and then like <laughs> not get to any actual like Captain America ing?" You know what I will say?
1: I did notice this time, this watch that I think that's where he learned to do his motivational speeches. As the movies go on, like this is where he got good at it, and like that's why he's always the go-to for the speeches because he learned doing musical theater. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I feel seen.
2: Yep. Speaking of musical Musical theater, theater, and this this movie that that Star Spangled Man is Marvel's first original song. You know, like oh, they go that, on, yeah. Agatha yep. is wonderful. Then they have that great Avengers musical in uh, Hawkeye. Um, you say
0: great. I think you mean the other
2: thing. Nope, I don't. I don't. I, <laughs> love it. I mean, it's intentionally bad, but like, it's a beautifully funny scene. I think Star Spangled Man is awesome though.
0: Oh yeah. Star Spangled Man with a plan is so good. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. whole montage is great. <laughs> I've knocked out Adolf Hitler over 200 times. <laughs> yeah.
1: Get a they were like, pardon me?
0: <laughs> yeah like yeah
2: what <laughs> that one and then the howling commandos montage the howling commandos montage actually made me think did they shoot more of this because there's a bunch of and i couldn't tell if they shot more of that or if that was always the plan because there's so many yeah. missions in there that i was like it's a two-hour movie it's possible there were a couple of cut scenes that they like used some of this or they were just going for like let's hit the highlights of sort of Cap's career in the comics. You know what I mean? Like, oh, he destroys yeah. this big tank. He does this big thing. He does it, you know, it's really, it's really effective at like making him feel like this famous epic hero. And then it, it's just so good, man. It's so well done.
0: <laughs> well, I think it it also serves to, to point out that like, even though Cap is a superhero, the, you know, the war that he's fighting against Nazi Germany, but also... Uh, Hydra and Red Skull, like it's not a quick thing. Mm -hmm. It's it's not something that like he just shows up and they're done. Like he's yeah, he's a super soldier, but he's still he's still got to put in the work to to fight the war and like win several battles to get you know to the to the end goal.
2: Yeah, Mm -hmm. and if you want to be a super soldier, you need to put in the work, and by work I mean sleep. Okay, this uh, transition got away from me.
0: That was a great transition. Thanks, man. Thanks. Um,
2: Beam Dream Powder is uh, the sponsor of the show today. It is a healthy hot cocoa for sleep. Uh, Without sleep, you can have uh, weight gain problems, mood issues, poor mental health, low productivity, all kinds of bad things. You need your sleep. I have that with sleep. I don't need it without sleep. God yeah, damn not You don't need those problems to be exacerbated without sleep. Yeah. With, with, without sleep. Um, well, getting good sleep is key to uh, being the best version of yourself. To It's like the serum.
1: The Super Soldier serum? Yeah,
2: totally. It is. It's a super
0: sleepy serum. I know that it's, much. Yeah,
1: listen, sleeping through the night is just something that not all of us have the privilege of doing. I hardly ever sleep all the way through the night, but mm. this stuff does it. And that's so rare to find something that's also delicious that also makes you sleep through the night.
2: <laughs> that's amazing. I'm, I love that you had that, have that experience. It's so cool. I
1: know. It's so hard.
2: Like we've talked about in the past, I'm not as hard of a sleeper as you, but I still find it like really, really, it gets me there quicker. Like I just can, like it's it's my routine that I sip on that and I just hit the pillow and I'm out instead of sort of like – turning over and watching TV for two hours and then falling asleep. You know what I mean? Like I let my, (laughs) like I, it tells my body ahead of time. We're going towards sleep. We're doing it. And it's, it's a wonderful thing. And today our listeners get a special discount on beams, dream powder. They're best selling healthy, hot cocoa for sleep with no added sugar now available in delicious seasonal flavors like cinnamon, cacao, sea salt, caramel and white chocolate peppermint. Better sleep has never tasted better. Dream contains a powerful all-natural blend of reishi, magnesium, L-theanine, melatonin, and nano-CBD to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and wake up refreshed. That's a lot of things.
1: It is a lot of things. Some
2: real uh, Erskine magic happening over Mm. here.
1: (laughs) I want to try that sea salt caramel.
2: Yeah, me too. Oof, yeah. Um, a recent clinical study revealed that Dream helped 93% of users wake up feeling more refreshed, and 93% reported that Dream helped them get a more restful night's sleep.
1: That's the most important thing, because, like, I, you know, I could go take sleeping pills. and when you, you can't sleep through the night. The doctors are like, here you go, try these. And then it feels like you got hit by a truck when you try to wake up in the morning, yeah. and your whole day is groggy. Like, that's, that's not my favorite thing. Yeah. That's why I really like Dream.
0: You may have been unconscious, but you may not have been asleep. Right? Yeah. Oh, it's like a, well, then
1: I won't actually fall asleep until 3 a.m. And then that's it. You know, you're like, well, checking out for eight hours per the pills, but they didn't kick in fast enough because it's a time release. Oh, it's just a mess.
2: Yeah, it is. And it, this this works in so many ways. Not only the wonderful ingredients that help for sleep, but also as we've talked about the ritual of drinking it and feeling like your body's winding down. If you want to try beams, best selling dream powder, take advantage of their biggest sale of the year and get, up to fifty percent off for a limited time when you go to shopbeam.com slash mcu pod. The discount is automatically applied at checkout. No code necessary. That's shopbeam.com slash mcu pod for up to fifty percent off. Get that super sleepy serum. Do it. Super sleepy serum. <laughs> so back to cap. I found <laughs> The like, not only the on screen talent to be amazing, but uh, we we mentioned, you know, Joe Johnston who directed this. They just show so well because it's not only a period piece and it feels like meant to be the 40s, but it's also this period piece that's meant to look like the 80s and 90s movies like it really feels like a throwback and it feels like the rocketeer honestly like which is one of those movies oh yes
1: it looks like the rocketeer it looks
2: like the rocketeer (laughs) and it it also looks like indiana jones like tons of indiana jones influence which joe Johnston did not do one of the indiana jones movies but he did do uh, a lot on the young indiana jones series so like i feel like they he really captured that like It's like the 90s view of the 40s or like the 80s view of the 40s.
1: Well, that's why the villains are the best. Like you're talking the first, like Nazi villains, they always Mm -hmm. have them. They look uh, like sharp in their outfits. They have the coolest tech. They have the coolest cars. They have the coolest stuff, but they have that like mountain base like the yes. real mustache twirling like mountain base with the huge windows yeah. you're like how did you get up yep. there okay whatever
0: james bond it's thing so too. james
1: bond they're like all yeah. oh, welcome to steve rogers you know yeah Dah. it's so oh, i God. am on
0: a very tight schedule yeah.
1: <laughs> i am as well blah you know they're just so funny not a scratch doctor
2: <laughs> i love that not a scratch doctor a lot i've kind of forgotten it and like where oh, am man. I going
0: to see it?
1: I was like, it is a way too cold to drive that goddamn car anywhere. <laughs> yeah,
2: right. <laughs> the top down. like he, Those villain voices are so key and interesting and fun, as we talked about. But like, then it cuts to Cap and Bucky, and they're just chatting like pals, and it feels very modern. And I think that's something mm-hmm. they did really cleverly with this m- movie, where like... Yeah, Cap says some old timey stuff sometimes, but his him and Bucky's relationship and their sort of informal voice sounds very much like modern times. It doesn't feel dated. But yeah. they they let the villains kind of carry the weight of that sort of like Shakespearean dialogue and stuff.
0: Like the villains get to be caricatures, but the, the heroes you get to identify with because they feel like real people. Exactly. Yeah. My exactly. favorite was
1: when um they're getting out of there and Red Skull was like, our forces are outmatched, and then he's like, click click I'm like, I want to be a villain because I want to click all of those buttons. He just starts clicking all of the he's pushing buttons, clicking switches. I'm like, what is he doing? It looks really fun.
0: <laughs> that made me click, click, that made click, me click. like really wonder about like the the engineering and design of those bases because like Th- that was him basically just saying, like, all right, well, we have, we have to blow it all up. And I'm like, so that means that when they built this place, like, the engineers included mm-hmm. explosives just oh, yeah. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just like, all right, so we got to build in the bombs, hope they don't explode, but also make sure they do explode when we need them to explode. Yeah,
2: it, they had to do that, and they had to install the sharks so with the laser. was on uh, the woods. Yeah. Yep. You know?
1: <laughs> up in Antarctica wherever they were <laughs> wherever they were
2: well and the the that whole scene Hugo Weaving did not like this role for some reason and I really have never really got a sense of why I, there's probably more information out there to look into but he Aww. he he talks about how he never wanted to return um and like I hate it because even though I I think just speculation. They didn't give him much to do. They, like, and that's kind of the thing with Marvel in the first phase, phase one, they focus so much on building the hero. Well, they ignore the villain, you know, they really don't yeah. give, it, give the villain much to do. Um, and he has very little of a character, very, very, very small amount of characterization uh, for Red Skull. So there's not yeah. much to work with, but everything he does, he does so well. And so interestingly, and you were talking about him flipping those switches. Um, there's just like a, Purposefulness in his movement in that moment, but then he's so powerful in his on-screen presence. But then you get to a scene where he's about to get to the tesseract, and there's a moment I really love where Red Skull he's he's enacting his plan to become ruler of the world. He's about to betray the Führer and all this stuff. And there's a moment where he goes and he knows the tesseract. He sees the button to like on that snake's eye. And yeah. the camera focuses on his hand, and he reaches to the button, and he stops and pulls his hand back. Like, this, like, moment of, like, reluctance, and then he touches it. And it's, like, that is such a it, – it adds this tension to it, and it adds mm-hmm. this, like, mystery to it. It just, like, feels – it feels like, uh, again, Indiana Jones, but, like, it also gives him sort of – I don't know – this like reluctance to do the thing he's about to do, and I just think Hugo Weaving does awesome with all of the little bit he gets to do is awesome.
0: Yep.
2: Yeah,
1: well, that's yep. why. Like, even the Nazis were like, "Hey, Red Skull, you're being a little extra, even kind of for us. I think we're gonna need you to take it down a bit." Oh no, we're gonna. Oh, you have poof away guns, which are awesome, by the way. Yep. Yeah, yeah, they are. When they are
0: like. Thank you for proving just how mad you are. And he's like, he's sitting there counting them as he's like programming the thing to blast them away. Yep. He's like, oh, I gotta fire a few shots. Man, yeah. How tall are you again? <laughs> <laughs> I
2: love that scene so much. Oh. And then speaking of that, like he, the people blow up in this terrifying fashion when they get hit with those guns, and it's pretty brutal.
1: It's like War of the Worlds. They're like poof.
2: Yeah, yeah, it totally is like World It looks
0: Worlds. like they get dusted. But
2: like
1: mm-hmm.
0: knowing what we know now about the Tesseract, like the Tesseract is about transportation. It's the it's the uh the space stone. It's moving mm-hmm. things from one place in space to another or changing their uh uh relationship with space in a weird way. Um so like we thought for the longest time once we learned that that like those were people that were just getting like sent somewhere else in the in the galaxy mm. or like somewhere else in space, and it still kind of looks like that because it looks like they get dusted, but it also looks like they just their person just goes through that like cloud that the the tesseract does for Thanos interesting like they just get hmm. swallowed by it
2: swallowed swallowed I don't think I've thought about it that way maybe we did in the past i but it seems though that like they so the test rack does that, and clearly it does because Red Skull. Uh, we we did s- s- speculate that beams for years. <laughs> he beams yeah. up, like you see him go away, and we, we were speculating for years. Where is he? Where is he? Where is he? When's he gonna show up? We I think like yeah, we were yeah we talked about him showing up so many times um, before he did, but um, with. Uh, that they they extract power from the tesseract, as far as we understand it, like that little. Yeah. So it's not actually u- that gun isn't actually using the tesseract; it's using like that battery. It's that, using like, energy. They created. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <sighs> it's using energy that was extracted from the tesseract, which is what Captain Marvel uses, mm-hmm. like to power her, basically. Yes. Yes. Right.
1: So- you know my gripe, I and I, it's actually with the Avengers movie, and I don't know if anybody else. I might just be stupid. But I remember being really confused when the Avengers came out because Loki's scepter is the mind stone, but in his scepter, it shoots blue, which looked just like the Tesseract and the Space Stone. Mm -hmm. So it was really confusing that that was not the same stone that they were using in the Avengers because it's blue the whole time.
0: Yeah, And I just remember
1: being like, you know, get it.
0: It was inside a blue gem. Right, but we never
1: see it. They never and show was, us that it's, it's like a yellow filter. or orange or whatever <laughs> yeah. whatever we get to see it being. Um, yeah,
0: well, they, they don't show us that until uh, Age of Ultron right? Mm-hmm. when Ultron takes it out.
1: Very confusing for me in the beginning. Yeah,
0: yeah. Very well, confusing. We don't Rightfully
2: even know so. until Age of Ultron that it is the, it is the Mind Stone, A different Stone? stone? Right? Okay. The yeah. Mind Stone. I, I, yeah. in, in Avengers, and I don't think they knew that when they were making Avengers, which is probably why they didn't color code it. Because, like... He's mm. using – and we kind of talked about it <laughs> – I always say this, like, we've talked about this before, but, like, we've talked about so many things things before because we've been doing this a long time. But, like, <laughs> one of the things we talked about was, like, w- so Thanos sends Loki to get the Tesseract. Like, that's why he goes to Earth. But he gives him another infinity stone to do it. It's almost like a fishing maneuver. Like he's like, I'm going to give you, here's the bait stone, and you're going to go down and use it to get the other stone. It's like, whatever. I don't know. It's weird.
0: It's that whole, like, you got to spend money to make money kind yeah, of situation. Status exactly.
1: yeah, is too trusting. Actually, well, I guess Loki <laughs> was doing exactly what he was supposed to. So I don't know.
0: Well, he is too trusting.
2: Right, uh, Loki listened to him, but Ronan didn't. You know, Ronan did, did the exact, like, basically the same thing. He sent Ronan after a stone, and Ronan just used it himself. Yeah. And then got wrecked. And then got wrecked. <laughs> He's and sure then he got wrecked Oh, But the, the, speaking of those weapons and how brutal they look, uh, this movie does tend to, like, kill people. It, which is like, unlike a lot of the other Marvel movies. Not that no one dies, but like a lot of times, it's like everyone's knocked out, or everyone's a robot or an alien, so you don't see people dying. But this movie, people get gunned down. But yeah. I, I thought you would really enjoy the moment, Ashley, when the uh, Hydra agent falls through the propeller. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. just oh, yeah. complete <laughs> blood. That red mist, <laughs> and I mean, it, it's not. It doesn't even cut away. It's like you see him go.
1: Yeah. I was like, "Oh, that's when I feel like we realized that, like, oh, Marvel's not afraid to just push it a little bit, yeah, just a little. They got one little toe in there. They're like, let's see how they do with this.
0: Yep, mm-hmm. let's see, see how they, they do with the red okay. mist. Let's
1: push it a little farther.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm not sure like anything it. gets that bloody. Well, yeah, I don't know. I was gonna say until, uh um multiverse of madness almost but then like Mm -hmm. that's we kept thinking it was bloodier than it was because that one scene is oil not blood you know what i mean like they they did a really good
1: job like hiding it
2: yeah in the trailers we were like oh she looks covered in blood and then we're like i don't (laughs) know
0: she's not at all drenched
1: (laughs) putting heads to bed that's my wanda Mm
0: -hmm.
1: (laughs) um what did you guys think about i think the cgi for steve rogers still holds up really well
2: Oh yeah.
1: It, it looks a little weird a little at first, guy? but yeah, when he's just a little guy. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I sorry, I thought, I thought but you. But it, it starts well. to look good.
0: It does. Yeah, it's
1: it doesn't bother me that much.
0: It doesn't spend as much time on him uh like being shirtless and scrawny. Mm-hmm. Like it it you know, they it looks like they just kind of modeled him after another like you know uh not gaunt person, but like another small framed person, you know, like it it looks like it was just kind of an easy transition to be like, eh, let's take the model for that
1: guy and yeah. swap. It's not like making them younger or whatever like they've been doing. Yeah. You can mm-hmm. kind of see something's off with that. But this, I was like, this really checks out for 2011. Yeah. But, yeah.
2: Well, and it's that thing. It's basically just got to cover the scene well, you know? It's mm-hmm. like, it's an actual actor acting the part, and it's, it's two actual actors acting the part. It's kind of practical effects with just a little CGI help instead of, you know, just creating like a scrawny uh, version of Chris. Like, if they had just done him full CGI, it would have looked really bad at this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it
0: looks so strange. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, like uh, Haley Atwell being so young in this one compared to what we've recently seen her in. I was like, oh my God, she's a little baby.
1: They're, they all look like babies. Chris Evans, yeah. <laughs> he hadn't grown into his nose yet. <laughs> My little widow baby, but like, because yep. he does have that like profile, but it looks, yeah. he just looks like Captain America. I was like, jeez.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and I love the
1: scene in the car when he's like, oh, I just need to find the right girl to dance with. I'm like, dude, he, she's into you, Steve. God, you're just not <laughs> right? getting the social cues.
0: And she's like, you just have no idea how to talk to women. He's like, um, ah.
1: Yeah,
0: I think this is the longest conversation I've had I with dis- one. That's mm-hmm. the
1: scene where he gets caught making out with Natalie Dormer. I mean, I don't blame him. Um at all but like you know the speech in the car about like you know oh, I don't know what to do and then not knowing you know knowing your crush is in the other room I don't know it's a bad look I think I don't think Steve would do it but I'm also a woman so tell me if that was out of character for someone as hot as Natalie Dorman because he like kisses her back he doesn't even try to like be like oh you know like oh this is cute but you know he's like into it <laughs> well uh,
0: in his defense he is a bit of an idiot when it comes to like interacting with women mm-hmm. and she is very attractive. So like, I think more than anything, he was just surprised and didn't mm-hmm. like, didn't know how to say No. Because, yeah. like, he's never been in that position before.
2: Well, and, and, like, I don't think there's anything to say he wouldn't also just want it. You know, like, he's sure he has more of a sex drive than we give him credit for. We know that yeah. he, like, got with some uh, USO, a lady during the USO days, too. Um, but, like, and and <laughs> him and uh, he likes uh, Carter, but like, they don't have it's not like they're in a relationship at that point, they're just kind of flirtatious.
1: I, she, she comes in there after that like she couldn't care if she killed anybody else in that room when she uh, shoots no, at, the, oh, yeah. <laughs> at the shield that's some real Scorpio energy right there blam 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 oh I'm not that into you but I'm gonna kill you right now or maybe six other doctors but I don't care
0: she was taking out so much rage on that shield yeah like she didn't even hear she didn't even hear that it like absorbs all vibrations she wasn't there no. for the conversation no nope. he's just like hey what do you think and she's like I'm gonna shoot at you and mm. we're gonna see how good that shield actually is yeah or so you know, much.
1: the ten other people in the room yeah. doesn't matter about them.
0: Nope. Like,
1: <laughs> you're fun doing. It's not my fault. And I love that <laughs> Tony's like, uh, that's just cheese and bread. Yeah,
0: however. He's like,
1: oh. <laughs> yeah. It's
0: just so Cheese good. and bread, my friend.
2: Just cheese and bread, my friend. Uh such a good line. Uh one line I really like with the relationship of those two is it just says so much about uh Steve's character. Uh, when he knocks her over in the street, he goes to rescue her. She's trying to fire at the Hydra agents, and they're about to run over her. And yeah, he pushes she didn't her out of the way. I know she did not have that, or she says, "I had it." And uh, in any other movie with any other sort of like macho character that's like big and muscular, he would have been like, "I saved your life. What are you doing?" Yeah, or something. And he just goes, "Sorry," and keeps running. Sorry? Like he saved her life, <laughs> but then like. It,
0: it, apologizes. Yeah, apologizes
2: because right. she's like, that's not what I wanted. And he's like, well, I apologize then. I, I'm sorry. I would have done yeah. different if I'd known. <laughs> my bad. I I that is wrecked this guy.
1: That whole scene makes my feet hurt so bad. Could you imagine like having oh, him run God. like that barefoot?
0: Yes. Yeah. And then when he crashes through the window, through the, and it's, like, of there's
1: the glass shards shop. Oh, no. everywhere. And, and like I'm... he's still
0: running through that. I'm like, bro, you're giving me real diehard vibes right now. Yeah. <laughs> but-
1: Favorite is the kid though that gets thrown. And how often do I say that? That kid that gets thrown in the water. He's like, "Go get him! I can go get swim! Him, I can swim!" Yeah, idiot people. It's so like,
0: good. <laughs> and I love that that kid was fighting against that guy the whole time. Like, yeah. let me go and like yep. hitting on him and everything. And I'm
1: like, "Where is your mother? <laughs> you know?" They didn't even. She was like, "They took him. Oh no! I guess I don't have any kids anymore. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yay!" <laughs> That's
0: that's that sounds like a real Ashleyism.
1: Yeah, I didn't see her come after her, or try to stop it. She was like, "Oh no!" Uh-oh. She did.
0: Like she was yelling, yeah, don't that's hurt it. him!
1: No, somebody stop him!"
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, big, strong, muscular, blonde-haired uh, <laughs> specimen no, she of a man
1: wearing God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like. Can you run over there and save my boy?
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. He needs a new daddy. Um, (laughs) Cyanide pills, man. Cyanide tooth pills are always hardcore. (laughs) That's my favorite when people just are like, no. Cyanide pills are the best. Like, How scared would you be 24-7 having that in your mouth Mm -hmm. all the time?
2: Yeah. It's really <laughs> crazy, too, that the Hydra agents are all that loyal to Red Skull. Like, I get it. You're, you're, you're loyal on the battlefield and around a lot of other people, but there's like, until Zola, no one, they can't take anyone alive. Um, I, 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 I'd i that, be more afraid really of what strange. he was going to do to me. Mm.
1: He's going to peel my skin off or, you know, mm, yeah. some Nazi stuff.
0: There's some Nazi, some Nazi
1: stuff. <laughs> terrible people.
0: <laughs> Please don't do anything... Unnatural.
1: I was like, have you seen him without his face?
0: <laughs> <laughs> have you seen him without it's his face? It's a masterpiece. Oh, no. <laughs> I love though that uh freaking oh, Red Skull was like you are he was he was saying to Steve, like you're afraid of it, like you're you're fighting against that we are gods among men. And he's like, I stand here or here I am, unafraid of it. But like, bro, you were just wearing the the like mm-hmm, face mm-hmm. of yourself, like you were just wearing that to hide this red craziness before you took it off, and like now you're flogging, <laughs> Like, oh here <laughs> I am. The doesn't
1: like seeing it, man. He's like, mm. ugh, ew.
2: <laughs> Call it what it is, exile. <laughs> he has an interesting uh, sort of side story too, with his sort of inferiority complex that he has, because he oh uh, he's constantly like he. Really wants to like defeat Captain America because like Erskine gave him these powers and he wants to jealous know that he's he's jealous, he's really jealous of Captain yep. America. And he also, so, like, I was the first,
1: yeah, was I'm everything the oldest that kid. daddy wanted me to be. And look at yeah. you, you know,
2: yeah. When he says, uh, Erskine said you were insane, he looks. Just furious. He
0: feared my genius.
2: Mm-hmm. He's really, really <laughs> sensitive, and I think it kind of parallels. And this is it goes back to like why Hugo weaving. And it, you know, we, we've talked about in each one of these episodes lately, um, where we're reviewing the Infinity Saga. What would we change? Like, is there anything we'd change? And the one thing I probably would change is giving a little more meat to Hugo yeah. weaving because, like, I love Hugo weaving, and there's a really great parallel there between pro- him proving himself. And Red Skull, even though Red Skull's in power and needing to do the same thing, like, he still feels like he needs to prove himself and, like, show the world that he's in charge and stuff. There's a there's an inferiority thing happening there. And even though Steve Rogers has everything to prove and has all these um things in his way, he still is constantly trying to do the right thing. And uh, I was thinking a lot about it. And there's that moment where... He's just doing what he's supposed to do, even though he like – well, he goes – at the beginning of the movie, he is like breaking the law. Like he's breaking the law, breaking the rules, trying – but he's just trying to do the right thing. But then after that, he kind of, like, listens to them. He does the USO tour. He does the thing. He keeps going. Um, but then, like, there's the moment where he decides to, like, say, screw it and go save the captives. And it's when he finds out Bucky's in trouble. And mm-hmm. it's when he finds out there's a bunch of – and he actually thinks Bucky's dead when he goes. Right. He says, yeah, no, he's he's been uh, killed in action, but what about the rest of them? And he's, like, he's willing to go because he just – he thinks it's the right thing to do. He wants to save these people. And I, I don't know. It's just – the, the paral- There's a there's a parallel there between the Red Skull and Cap that I don't think is fully explored in this movie. It's sort yeah. of like left. And I don't know if that's something they, that was originally there and they cut around it. Because I do think this movie comes in at two hours and does a lot. And I feel like it probably had some scenes edited out and cut around. And I wonder, it really makes me wonder what Hugo Weaving, like what would have been better if they'd given
0: Hugo Weaving a little more to do? Yeah, yeah, it could probably stand to be a good 2 hours and 15. Yeah, yeah. I think
1: so too. Cuz it follows the the Marvel formula at that point. It was like the end is just boom boom blam blam like so mm-hmm. much action happening just to like feed that like oh yeah, don't forget this is an action Marvel movie. But they could have had like besides him just being like I'm bringing you back to my thing to tell you my entire plan and be in Valvillainy when I could have had you killed when you were surrounded by 40 people like the the villain thing he brings him in, then they have yep. their big fight. their big fight at the end lasts for a really long time
0: yeah it's like mm. a half That's hour long
1: at least <laughs> mm. of
0: like okay, we're here now the set piece moves into the hangar and now it moves into the plane and now it's on the outside of the plane, kind of and now we're back in the plane we're
1: everywhere all over the place, I'm like, oh my god,
0: hmm. yep,
2: it's uh it's really. It's interesting because that's something I always have a problem with when so much of the movie is the fight scenes. But I guess for me, this one has enough variety. Like you say, it's like the the the, the sort of compound. It's it's Cap fighting by himself. Then he gets like brought in with the cavalry, like swinging through the windows. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. it's them running, and then you get a good bit of like. Uh, <laughs> of uh, Comedy Relief with Tommy Lee Jones. I'm not kissing you. Um, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Great, great lines. Let's go find
0: two more, shall we?
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I always get nervous. And and still, even this, like watching it so long later and after I've seen it 10, 15 times probably, when he gets dropped from the ship, I'm always surprised. I always forget that he has to like pilot that missile back into the ship. I always like, wait, how's he... How's he going to get back? Like, it really like, worries me for whatever reason. It's just weird. But um, yep. anyway, if there's enough variety there. That scene doesn't bother me. And then I guess it really, like, it really hits me hard because they end it. The last thing that happens is him making the sacrifice, you know, like him deciding to go into the ice. Put
1: it in the water. You're still just like, why didn't you jump out? Like, And I love that they have that as the cut scene in Endgame Mm -hmm. where uh, Rhodey, you know, that's the most Philly thing to do to somebody, too, to just be like, well, why don't you just jump out, you idiot? You know, and uh, it's just like, well, it doesn't that doesn't make sense. And like watching the whole train heist with Bucky again, that shit doesn't make sense either. I was like, in retrospect, this isn't a really great plan. Why don't you just blow the train up? Like, wh- what were you guys doing?
2: I, I they to catch Zola.
1: Yeah, but it's just, not- I don't know. I don't know. They're like, let's swing down onto it while it's moving. Like, why don't you wait till that train hits a stop and then get I don't know. I was like, this is, I know Bucky had to, had to- we had to lose Bucky and Bucky had to lose an arm. I get it. But just like, I don't know. We could have thought this one through a little bit. Yeah.
2: I mean, it is a bold plan, for sure. It is is a very, like, and bold, you know, rhyming with stupid a little bit. (laughs) But
0: you know what's not stupid? What's that? Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal service. Yeah. Meal delivery service. That is not stupid. It is not stupid.
1: It is great for lazy people like me.
0: Yeah, it is. (laughs) Yeah, it is.
1: (laughs) It's perfect, man. I... That's why we order so much cuz we'll get home, we'll sit around, you're tired from work. All of a sudden it's like 7:30 mm-hmm. and you're like, "Oh no, I didn't I don't want to cook now." So you'll order something. It doesn't come for another 45 minutes. Now you're having a fl- pizza or whatever at 9:30. Mm-hmm. And then you go that's right terrible to bed, for you. you know? Yeah, terrible. Like yep. just quick pick it, and, you know. That's why Factor's great.
0: Do you remember when you were a kid and you had those like those freezer meals? This is the best version of that. Right. Because it's like, it's actually chef prepared, mm-hmm. dietitian approved, ready to, ready to eat meals. Uh, and they deliver them straight to your door. They, I mean, they're ready in just two minutes. All you got to do is heat them and eat them. You don't have to do any of the meal planning, grocery shopping, chopping, prepping, cleanup, none of it. And they're, they're fresh, never frozen, come straight to your door. Uh, they've got 35 or more, or 35 plus chef crafted meals. Every week that you can choose from, uh, they've got calorie smart plans, vegan, veggie, protein plus. Uh, they've got uh, everything around 550 calories or more. Uh, the um, the pork chop that I had was kind of the best pork chop I've ever had. Uh, you know, so and good. around
1: the holidays, I mean, people are going to be calorie. You know, you're going to be eating. We're all
0: going to be, be eating calorie eating counting.
1: Lot. Calorie counting, and then you're going to be killing yourself. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. You've got so much more to plan on this holiday season. Don't worry about your food when you can just get it from Factor. Mm -hmm. So this December, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered straight to your door, ready in just two minutes. No prep, no mess. Head to Factormeals.com slash MCU50 and use code MCU50 to get 50% off. That's code MCU50 at Factormeals.com slash MCU50 to get 50% off.
1: And don't forget, they have breakfast items, lunch, cold-pressed drinks, shakes. Like, go get it. Why are you even still here? Go do it right now. <laughs>
0: <Do> <laughs> right the second. Get out of here.
1: Get out of here.
0: <laughs> or listen to this while you're ordering. Oh, yeah,
1: wait, we still have a little bit more to talk about. So stay here yeah. and then go. Go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Take us in with your ears while your fingers travel to factormeals.com slash MCU50.
1: It must have been funny watching not knowing what happens to Bucky. Because that scene's really quick. Like, I knew that... We all, like, yeah. if you read the comics or whatever, knew he was going to be the Butter Soldier. We didn't know whether they were going to do it or not. But they do praise over his death. Like, there's not even, like, a moment he falls off the train. He's gone. There's not even, like, a, oh, no, it's just yeah. Bucky. And then we're right to the next scene. And I'm like, Wait. wow, they're really not holding on this. Well, th-
2: they do, though.
1: Later, when we find out he can't drink.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I mean, the... they
1: would have reversed it. I would have been like, I'm sorry, what did you say? You didn't tell me about that when you put those needles in me that you didn't tell me about before either. Get this out of me.
0: I have to be able to get drunk. Yeah. I just lost a friend. I just lost my best friend.
1: My best, my Bucky.
2: Yeah, that was really funny. Actually, I thought that scene was really interesting because, I, I, again, I kept thinking for this whole movie, like how when they have the quiet, they have these quiet moments and how that's sort of been lacking lately. Um And particularly, like, Ragnarok and the Marvels. And uh, in that scene, I thought it was interesting. They kind of do this interesting balancing thing where, like, that scene is really quiet and really, like, mournful for Bucky and really yeah. sad to see Cap the way he is. Uh, and it builds the relationship. Like, it does all these important things. But it also talks about him not being able to drink, which, like, I feel like for certain types of nerds, like, there's, like, it's, like, building the canon at the same time, you know what I mean? Like, you're yeah. you're getting this, like, really touching moment, but they're also explaining how his powers work. They're, like, it, in the middle of this yeah. like, incredibly touching, sad moment, He's it, she says to him, your metabolism works at four times the rate of other people's. And it's, like... That is a sentence meant for us nerds for a future to think about when we're watching these movies. Like we're we're scribbling
0: things down. Oh, oh, man, he could probably eat. (laughs) How much does he eat? Oh, he's got to eat a huge steak every meal, right? Whole chickens. Entire chickens.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Stuffed with peanut butter.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Chickens (laughs) stuffed with peanut butter. That's exactly what
0: he eats.
1: Trying to get Gaines me (laughs) on.
0: That's like his Kong dog treat. He uses whole chickens stuffed with peanut butter. (laughs)
1: Listen.
0: That's how you give if I'm going
1: to be 6'4 and Jack, I'll eat as many chickens as you want me to eat. <laughs> right? That's why he's like, don't touch that dial. I'm fine. I'm going to be 6'4. Yeah.
0: <laughs> don't. I can do this. I got Please. it.
1: Please. I'm going to be so my, much taller. My favorite Peggy moment is her not being able to control herself from, from almost touching his chest. Like, from, that's yeah, all like, of us. <laughs> just like, oh, wait.
0: <laughs> Whoa. That was actually her. That yeah. was Haley Atwell having that reaction. Like that wasn't Peggy. Yeah. That wasn't in the <laughs> script. That was that I was completely ad libbed. Her going, like, oh my, and they were like, yeah, keeping that. Let's keep that. Yep, definitely keep that. This is, it's a
2: really funny moment, and it's lo- <laughs> it's lovely that she like just had to, the actress had to reach out and like
0: almost touch I mean, him. It's really not good. Did you See his? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, they're like she they- oiled him up. So I like the scene with Bucky where he can't take a hint and get the hell out of there after she comes into the bar with her best, re- you know, her best red dress Whatever. on and she's talking to Steve. You're Gorgeous like, hey, red Bucky, take a hint, man. Get, the- get out of here.
0: I love I love that Bucky was like, I'm I'm invisible. I, so jealous. I, I'm becoming yeah. you. It's a nightmare.
1: <laughs> it's so mean.
0: <laughs> it's so mean. I love it. so. Little much. did we know mm-hmm. that later he would also become a super soldier.
1: I know. Yep. He's still no Cap, though. Bucky is Bucky, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, Bucky is very much Bucky.
1: God, I love I love Winter... I cannot wait to get to Winter Soldier.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I was like, Cap who for the first 15 minutes of that movie?
0: Oh, yeah, because of the... <laughs> oh, the
1: hair and the the black the eyes. Hair and the and the mask. I was like, oh, wait a minute. he's Bucky's back.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> their, their
2: relationship in this one, like, I, I know, obviously, it's like a, a cornerstone for the entire series, but like thinking about the fact that his uh his both his parents are dead and like it, it, i don't know I, I knew that but like it just like this time it kind of resonated with me yeah every every superhero. i mean it's it's Adult all how orphans. they all
1: start parents are dead yeah, superhero
2: like thinking about that moment and the parents being dead and like how he's living in that little apartment and it, like he's just a by himself steve is by himself and like Bucky is his family, you know, mm-hmm. and it's it's thinking about that time period too, when so many people are off at war, and so many people are contributing to the war effort. That it's like uh, it, just this like bond between them, and he's leaving too, and like everyone he knows is going off to war, and he can't do it. It's just such a beautiful You're- beginning to a story, and it it's just yeah, I love it. I you know love what's
0: it. you know what's great that I didn't notice until this rewatch. Ooh, what is that? Cap's uh, or well, Steve's dad was in, like, Steve's dad died of mustard gas. He was in the mm-hmm. 107th. mm mm-hmm. And he was asking to get put into that unit. But then Bucky got his orders and was put into that unit. mm mm-hmm. The 107th. Yeah.
1: Oh, cool. No, I didn't notice that either.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mm. pretty neat. And then that's the unit that got- That he saves. Uh, ambushed and captured and all of that. Yep.
1: And I love that uh, Stark never stops looking for him. I mean, because when they found him, he would have been dead by then, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they still had people out kind of looking for something.
0: Mm. Yeah, at least body recovery. Yeah,
2: it's a really, really – Stark is such an interesting character, and he he goes on to be interesting in um, the Agent Carter series where he's just like – He's just so brash. He's Tony, you know? He's just so yeah. brash and funny he's, and like- He's
0: pre-Tony Tony. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. But he's so like, when he believes something is right, he will do it to the end of the world. You know, like he, he yeah. believes that looking yep. for uh, Tony's the right, or looking for Steve's the right thing to do, he's going to keep looking for Steve. And it's just really, really a, t- a, a great character establishing moment when he's like- Yeah. They're like, but we found the energy source. We, we Cool, we, we got the for? Tesseract. Yeah. Let's keep, keep looking. looking.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why I like the end so much, because it's like, S.H.I.E.L.D., they're so dramatic, them and their theatrics, like, why, I don't know why they thought that was going to work. Cap (laughs) had their number, I thought Cap was going to put that girl through a wall, I was like, you better take a step back, sis.
0: (laughs) Ma'am, you need to be careful about what you're saying. (laughs) I know
2: it can't be for the structure of the scene, but because she's, like, has the long kind of reddish curly hair or whatever, I always think it's, like, I always think, like, it should have been Natasha in that scene. I would
1: have loved that, to be honest.
2: I would have loved it, but it would have, like, given away it too soon or something. Like, there's, a like, nice, yeah. something nice about it being, like, we don't know what's going on. We know that he's likely in the future because of the way the structure of the movie, but, like... We don't know what's going on. It's sort of this, like it it does, kind of put you in this uh, uncomfortable place. But every time I rewatch it, I think about her being Natasha.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Well, but that would that also wouldn't like fit her character necessarily. Like it would have given it away for us. But also, like she wouldn't be like she wouldn't be in that situation. She's a spy. I don't know.
1: Uh, I mean, she did it with uh, Banner.
0: Well, she was bringing in Banner Mm -hmm. for that for that one situation like she's she's like infiltrate and interrogate and extract information kind of person not like take care of this guy and gently ease him into modern day like that just doesn't seem like her like yeah. I'm betting that that nurse or that uh seeming nurse was probably an agent who was also a medic and potentially also just a nurse that was like told you need to dress like this because we're keep we're making this sure this guy thinks yeah. he's back then i think yeah. it's the right
2: call and i think it also would have made shield feel smaller if like the only agents yeah. we ever see are our our main six or whatever but yeah. like i just always <laughs> think it and it's purely the hair color like it's i don't think it has anything to do with anything else it's just the hair color True. i'm like hey that should be her no no it shouldn't. Yeah. it shouldn't be i think
1: they were purposely trying to make her look like peggy they're like oh who's brown hair oh. you, get up here, get in there
2: does she have brown hair? <laughs> I thought she had kind of a reddish hair. I thought
1: it was like a dark brown. Okay. Like a little, yeah, auburn. like an auburn.
2: Okay, cool. Well, uh, so where does this one sit now that you're up on a rewatch? Like, I, and I, I don't know how many times I'm going to say this, and I don't know, I may have said it already in this rewatch, but like, I think this is still just one of my favorite Marvel movies. Like, it's, yeah, it's top. Yeah, so good. Yeah.
1: It's really, really good.
0: It holds such a special place in the heart.
1: I forgot that the end credit scenes for this one is just a trailer for mm-hmm.
0: Avengers, mm-hmm. and I remembered
1: yeah. watching it again. I was like, "Oh my god!" Do you know how excited I was when I saw that?
0: Yeah. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. oh my god! And like god. we had to wait an entire year but for it was that. Only
1: one year. It wasn't so mm-hmm. bad. That's
0: the thing. Like thinking about that, and then
2: thinking about like the idea of being a year until the Avengers comes out feels so weird to me now. Mm-hmm. Like the I saw it like. That next summer, and I was like, man, next summer, that feels such a long time w- to be, to be in a time pre Avengers before that's like before Marvel was really put on the map, like Avengers is what made Marvel this interconnected universe. And like, right. it, it launched yep. a, a million other franchise to do the same thing. Like Avengers is that moment. And it's yep. just weird to think about like this, watching this in 2011 and being like, not know it like that looks cool it's going to have all these characters i love in it but not knowing yeah. how it would like change the face of movies for the next 15 right. years like it's
0: kind of yeah. crazy to think about
1: i love it i love what we're doing
0: <laughs> <laughs> i really think that the the five uh movies before the avengers are like that's like the mount rushmore you know of mm. the 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 mcu is like they're the founders right they're yeah. the Hulk? that's Even what Hulk? started it Yeah, even Hulk. (laughs) Even the Incredible Hulk.
2: Yes. It's hard for me to put it on a Mount Rushmore, but like I...
1: We'll just put a little plaque up for Hulk.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And Hulk. (laughs) As much as, you know, obviously they've carried over now Blonsky and um, Ross, and now they're bringing back Betty Ross for the new one. Like, uh, all these things are happening. And Mm -hmm. they've connected it now a lot more than it was for a while. But for a long time, like, that movie was so unimportant. To like, like they could have just jumped into Mark Ruffalo's version in a uh, and just been like, oh yeah, everybody's seen the '70s Hulk show or whatever. And, like we know what the, the Hulk is, or the Eric Bana or the Eric one. It's it's sort of the the thing now where like they bring in Spider Man and he's just already Spider Man, and then they do that right. with the the, Hulk, the Incredible Hulk as well. But like the Hulk is not necessary as an establishing movie in my mind. Like it just isn't.
1: Agreed. Agreed.
0: They had to make sure that we didn't connect. Mark Ruffalo Hulk to Eric Bana Hulk. Uh, and they, you know, they gave us the speed bump of of Edward Norton.
2: Yeah, but they, yeah. But they still had a different actor, so it doesn't really even, like, do that. Well,
1: it feels and I guess, weird. like, I, I like Edward Norton so much. <laughs>
0: Edward, well, Norton. Edward Norton was also, like, being a dick on set Yeah, and yeah, stuff, yeah. So, like... Yeah.
1: Well, honestly, if it was that he wanted to have a better script, was he the dick? <laughs> I'm sorry, but that movie's not written really well. We could go back and forth with this forever.
2: Yeah, we, we we did on, on our Incredible Hulk yeah, watch. It was yeah. like uh, the, the idea that uh, that, movie is, that movie is not as good as the other four in this phase one, I think. It's like, I sure. think it's pretty, like, I must think it's terrible. It's not trash. You won't
1: like me when I'm hungry. I was like, somebody, please put my head under water and don't bring me back up until I'm passed. Yeah. <laughs> hey, <I try>. Hydra. <laughs> Literally.
2: Just feed me one of those, like, fizz colas or whatever. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh, and then, then we have our cute little Stanley cameo, which we've we've been talking about all of his
0: in mm-hmm. the other I one. Thought he'd so he'd be I, taller. I thought
1: he'd be taller. I was mm-hmm. like, you adorable little man.
0: So good. I miss him so much. I
1: know. Hmm.
0: All okay. right.
2: Well uh Love it. Love this movie. Uh anybody have any final thoughts before we get out of here?
1: Avengers is next, right?
2: Avengers That's right. is next. Oh, Avengers is gotta, next. Gotta,
1: gotta, gotta. Okay, I'm thrilled. I can't wait. I can't yeah. wait. Yeah. Flick, this is what it's been leading to.
2: <laughs> I feel like this might be like a two parter or something like Avengers is such a big. Uh,
1: <laughs> I really so would dense. love to do these
2: every Monday until uh, until the Christmas because yeah, then we I'm could we that. could drop uh, we could drop this uh, on really close to Christmas or drop a
0: uh, Iron Man, Iron Man is, three
1: is Iron Man three the one after Avengers or is it Winter Soldier and then Iron Man three?
0: It was Iron Man three was and next then and then immediately the after so and so
1: the Dark World and then Winter Soldier.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's a while.
1: I just want to get to Winter Soldier.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, Haley
1: wants to be on that one. Oh, sweet, too. Yeah, I was like, yeah, girl.
2: Yeah, yeah, she's welcome. Um, it'd be awesome. Uh, okay, well, thanks, guys, for joining us. Uh, uh, we'll be back soon with more. Uh, Infinity. We're gonna really try to, like I said, step it up with the Infinity Saga rewatch in the next couple, few weeks because I really would love to do a Christmas time watch of uh, Iron Man Three, and <laughs> uh, then, and we've got what if coming we're going to do a daily episode about what if uh as as best we can so uh we'll be in your feet a lot so don't leave you know i know loki's over and we got a long break on uh all the content but like hang out we got a lot of good marvel yeah, stuff coming still
1: having fun
0: happy freaking holidays
1: happy holidays guys y'all
0: <laughs> peace until next time true believers
2: Bye. Hey, you just listened to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast from Stranded Panda. I really hope you liked it. Let me just say a big thank you to all of our supporters on Patreon.com slash MCUCast. You are the lifeblood of our little operation here, and a huge huge thank you to our insanely generous illuminati tier patrons walter kreisky the lieutenant bongo and jazz viz you guys are amazing if you'd like to see our beautiful faces you can catch a video version of many of our episodes at
0: youtube.com slash panda love you 3000 my friends